Today's sponsor is EveryPlate. Initially, I thought meal kits had to be expensive, that there were kind of a splurge. But as it turns out, EveryPlate is more affordable than groceries. Their quality ingredients come pre-portioned to help you save money and reduce food waste, you know, like the bag of spinach that I throw out every single week. You can skip the store and let EveryPlate plan, shop, and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a consistently low price. For me, in the summer, I'd rather be out enjoying the sunshine than cooking. EveryPlate helps me do just that. Simple, stress-free recipes come together in just six steps and are ready in about 30 minutes or less. You can choose between 17 recipes that change every week and swap proteins and sides to your liking, so you can switch up dinner routines however you want. Every plate helps me experience more of my favorite things in life by saving me time and money, which means more money towards vacations, concerts, the list goes on. You can choose from classic plate, veggie plate, family plate, and easy plate preferences to serve up crowd-pleasing meals night after night. Try every plate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code SELFIE179. Again, that's $1.79 per meal at everyplate.com with the code SELFIE179. Today, our show is sponsored by Nutrafol. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. If you are among them, know that you're not alone and there is a solution you can trust to deliver results. Thousands of women have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol. Nutrafol offers targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. Healthier hair growth takes time. You'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months of use. Nutrafol is physician-formulated to be 100% drug-free. They use medical-grade botanicals in consistently effective doses so you get the most reliable results. And no matter your stage in life, they have a solution. Nutrafol women's formulation is ideal if you're experiencing thinning hair loss caused by stress, dieting, overstyling, or environmental toxins. Their other formula, Women's Balance, is for additional hormone support for those with thinning hair through menopause. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code SELFIE to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, you get free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code SELFIE. Hello, I'm Sarah James, a lifestyle blogger and self-help aficionado. And I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and psychotherapist. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast in the Life Listen Network about two women embarking on a self-care bender. We're both of the opinion that self-care is important, and yet it's elusive. And while we may have all the information we need, we don't always get there. We want to explore different aspects of self-care, from the silly to the serious, looking at body, mind, and spirit, and also just some random talk that's thrown in there for good measure. We also want to look at the defenses and distractions to keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. Hey guys, today we are talking about New Year's resolutions, what our goals are for the new year, and really are resolutions a good idea in the first place? And then we will be continuing on with the Enneagram, talking about type threes, which Kristen and I both happen to be. So no, (laughs) no interview today. It will just be us going on and on and on about our threedom. Our three, our threeness. Our threeness. threeness. It's a very three thing for us to do. It is such a three thing for us to do. 
Um, but let's talk about resolutions first of all. What's the yeah. deal? Do do you do resolutions? Well, you know, I used to really do resolutions and I would write them. I would blog about them. Um, in case any of our listeners did not know this, both Sarah and I actually used to be mommy bloggers. <laughs> well, not only mommy bloggers, but we're actually dinosaur bloggers. We started blogging we in 2004, 2005, I think 2005. Yeah. So, yeah. and we both still do have blogs. Mine is Raging at the Minivan and Sarah's is Whirl. Um, but we don't write there as often because things kind of shifted and people aren't reading blogs quite as much. Yep, that's the truth. But yes, I did used to make a list every single year and I would blog about it because I felt like if I say things publicly, then, you know, it. Yeah, it holds you to the fire. It makes me accountable. Yeah. So I I went into the archives and I pulled up <laughs> oh, my, no. my New Year's resolutions from 2010. Oh, okay. please read them. Will you please? Okay. 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 Um, number one, separating work time from family time. Finding the balance of working at home has not come easy for me. So I wanted to really separate work time from family time. Um, I'm going to say that in seven years, that is a big fat fail. I've not done that. <laughs> Have still, any of us? Still not working on it. Yeah, still working on it. Yeah. Um, as we speak, I'm recording this podcast from my bedroom. <laughs> I still haven't given myself the office I said I was going to give myself. Um, yeah, so that's a big fat fail. I work... I, I work from home. I have to work in the evenings. It just, it is what it is. Oh yeah. I hear you preaching to the choir. Um, my second one was focusing on quality over quantity. Um, making sure the time I'm with the kids is focused on them and the time I'm away is focused on work. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving on. Oh boy. This one's rough. Oh no. Number three. Getting out of the house. <laughs> um, Sarah, I don't leave my house unless I really have to. And this has only gotten worse. Oh, yeah, me too. Because my kids can now walk to school <laughs> and walk home from school. So there are days when people are like, it was so nice out today. And I'm like, I don't know. I didn't go outside. <laughs> Amazon Prime. I mean, there are so many ways to not leave your house. That's what I was going to say. Ten years ago, seven years ago, you didn't have grocery delivery service. I mean, oh. you really don't have to leave your house. Oh, I will pay. I will pay any amount of money to order from Amazon Prime and not leave my house. Like, it's it's embarrassing. Like, Jafta needed pencils the other day. And I, and I, or, I use Prime now, so it comes in like two hours. I ordered yeah. pencils. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will say that I have not done any grocery delivery or pickup service yet because honestly, because Dustin, my husband, like he fears for me. He's like, if you start doing that, I'm going to come home. <laughs> You're going to have cobwebs coming out of your ears, like sitting in the dark corner, just smiling. And, and I'm like, yeah. And it, I would be blissful. It'd be a great oh day gosh. for me, but I really think I'm getting close, but okay. So yeah, fail on that one. Okay. Fail. Um, okay. I've done better in this, keeping our house stocked with healthy foods. I've done better on that. Good. Good, Going good, to good. bed on time. Um, this has been an issue my entire life because I'm a late night person. Um, I have been better at this, but I think it's literally just because I'm old. <laughs> I just can't stay awake You're anymore. just too tired. Too yeah. tired. 
Too tired. Um, turning off the internet. Um, yeah, this, let's move on. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> oh, look, I said, I'm contemplating putting an app on my computer that turns off my internet at a certain time and only giving the password <laughs> to my husband. That's not a thing I ever did. That was just, that was just me. Yeah. Oh, no. X. Um, next, dealing with my emails. And I had written, is there a show about people who keep to me emails? Kind of like Hoarder's <laughs> Technology Edition because I need Jeff Von Vonderen to come give me an intervention. Um, oh. I will say, okay, I did outsource this and I do now pay an assistant to deal with my emails. Which was the best decision you've ever made. It truly was because I um, had a transition. I had to let one of my assistants go um, about a month ago. And so I went two weeks without an assistant to deal with my inbox. And it, it became, it was insane in there. It was scary. Um, I can't even imagine what that looked like. Um, and then the last one I'd written was get outdoors and active. <laughs> You haven't you? You have. Uh, you know, I, I'm hit or miss on that. And I know you and I are both the same where we're either all in. Oh, yeah. Or all out. I am all out right now, by the I'm way. I'm all out all right now, too. Out. All out. All so, out. I don't know. I used to write these big lists. Did you write big lists like this? Like, um, whole, you know. No, I think, Bill, I, I, no, I am not a believer in the big list. I think that's just setting yourself up for some serious failure. Yeah. But, but like you, when we discussed doing this topic, I thought to myself, because if you are, if you have been blogging as long as Chris and I have, lots of times if I can't remember something, I'm like, oh, I'll just go Google it on my blog. And I yeah. found that I, there were two years that I wrote about resolutions, um, 2012 <laughs> and 2017, which is scary to me because that's this year. I do not remember writing this post. I might've been drunk. I, I do not remember writing this post at all, but, um, mine were, my big one for this year was I want to sweat. I, it was mm -hmm. all about, I want to exercise. I want to, I want to lighten up. That was a big one, mm -hmm. um, which I was awesome with the sweating until uh, about the summer. And I, I mean, let me tell you, I have dropped off the face of the exercise planet. Like I am. And you were on it oh, for well, a while. First of all, I have to exercise for my mental health. So let's not yeah. even talk about the physical part. Second of all, my sister, you know, owns a Pilates studio here in the city that I can go to whenever I want to. Um, I love yoga. I was doing Pilates. I would even do some boot camps, doing something. And I have completely stopped doing anything. Like I don't even, for three months, I'm so ashamed to announce this to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't even gone on a walk for three months. I have done literally nothing for 90 days. Nothing. How <laughs> pathetic is that? Well, I'm so surprised to hear that, but I can't help but think that, you know, maybe we just do too much of a pendulum swing where yeah. you just, it was too much. Your pace before was too much. And then your brain and your body were like, yeah, no. I don't know. I did have a couple of injuries this year that were not helpful. And I think that the whole getting older thing, 
maybe some people can agree with me that the older you get, when you injure yourself, you just don't like hop right back in. I mean, it's not like all of a sudden, oh, I hurt my leg and now it's fine. It's more like, oh, I hurt my leg and six weeks later, it finally feels halfway normal kind of deal. Mm -hmm. So I've dealt with a little bit of that, but I don't want to make excuses. It's, It's the same thing. The minute I can get my arse somewhere to work out and I start doing it, I will start doing it again. I will do it regularly. But for some reason right now, I am just not about exercising. And I told a whole bunch, I have a whole bunch of cousins that are about my same age over Thanksgiving. You should have seen the looks on their faces when I told them that I hadn't worked out for three months. They all just were like, (gasps) but really they were like, how are you even, how are you even mentally not losing your mind right now? And I'm like, you know, I don't know. I, I I think I feel fine. (laughs) I mean, I think I'm fine. I don't know. I might, I might like, I don't know. It's crazy. So anyway, that mine have always been around exercise. Yeah. And I, I will, think that's really common. It's I mean, totally I think common. gyms are like super crowded in January. They are. My sister can even, my, she can attest to that. I will say too, the, the one little funny nugget that I found in both of mine that were in 2012 and 2017, because I always have a quote unquote beauty resolution, which I probably uh-huh. should, I should probably call it a self-care resolution now to make it yeah. sound, you know, but, um, my beauty resolution, both years, five years apart was the same thing, which always, always an epic fail to embrace my natural waves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. Not happening. And every year I try, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to let my hair air dry and I think it's it's pretty interesting that this woman sitting here before you who is letting those grays come in, who doesn't do Botox, who really like is embracing all of this character. I cannot deal with my naturally wavy hair. I hate it. Well, you know, I you're not going to hear any criticism from me because we are the same on that. And we do have a similar wave. We have 80s wave. We have 80s wave and mine is not consistent. So it's like kind of curly underneath and then there's like straight pieces that hang over the top. Oh, yeah, girl. And and around my face, it's just it's super unflattering. It's it's just it. Mine gets wispy and wingy like Farrah Fawcett on crack. Oh, that is, that's amazing. That's amazing. I think fluffy is the correct word for my hair if I don't do something with it. Fluffy. If I don't touch my hair, do you remember the white snake video? Here I go again with Uh Tawny Katane on on the Jaguar. Orange County local. Uh That's my hair. Yeah. I mean, it's it's big. It's unruly. It's not, it's not a cool wave. It's nothing cool about it. It's just huge. I would be, I was all the rage back in those days. I mean, man, I could get my hair. I had the best hair in the eighties. And in fact, we had an eighties prom for our fundraiser gala. Sarah, you know what I did to my hair that day? I let it air dry. (laughs) And everybody was like, oh my gosh, your hair is hilarious. (laughs) I'm like, I just let it air dry. Just let it air dry. some moose in it. That's all I did. That's what we got. Remember the days of moose. I do. Well, you can still Uh, buy it. I know you can. There's even like organic mooses now. Oh, yes, there are. Oh, yeah. The funniest is I remember a day when my best friend, who knows me very well, I had worn my hair natural. And she goes, (laughs) she literally looked at my hair and she goes, what's wrong? (laughs) 
Like I, she knows me well enough to know, know that if I didn't blow dry my hair, something is wrong. Seriously, I am right there with you. I, I, and I think that's another reason that we really remember the hair episode when I talked about how I only washed my hair like three three around three day mark, three to four days. It's really just because I cannot deal with washing and drying it out with a brush to smooth it out. And then using my one and a quarter inch barrel to create the waves that I wish I had naturally, but they're not. Exactly. Um, And that's why I can't do, I can't do it more than two weeks, two times a week. It's just too much. (laughs) But isn't that the funniest thing that we both have wavy hair (laughs) that we then straighten and reweigh? It's the most ridiculous thing. Yeah. It's like, I don't want that wave. I want a smooth wave. I want a smooth wave. But you know what? I I don't know. I just can't do it. And the other thing. Okay. And then we'll get back. Were we talking about resolutions? I I don't know. What's this episode about? I forgot. But have you found this? When I see hairstylists, they love my natural wave. They're like, oh my God, you had the most amazing texture. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It looks ridiculous. I look like a crazed, cracked out poodle. Like I just, what are you talking about? But everyone seems to think it's just so fantastic. But I guess it's because they're just looking at it and they don't have to live with it on their head. Well, but also I think hairstylists love our texture because it holds a curl. It does. Like my hair, and I know yours is the same way. Like I could put my hair in a ponytail for an hour and then I could take the ponytail out the whole the holder out and it's still kind of in a ponytail <laughs> like mine if I curl it it is there like that texture does make it easy to hold a style, it does which is why I think they like it Ugh. oh but, my gosh but I'm like no I'm not going to embrace it oh do you know let's let it go want- you know what our goal this year is Sarah we're just gonna um blow dry and flat iron our hair two to three times a week that's the goal <laughs> we are gonna meet that goal we are going to trophy Create that out. false waves in our hair. I'm in. I'm in. That's my only one. Create make the false way. Yeah, write it down right now. Let's make it. Let's put it up. Okay, so really though. So are you, are you going to do? What are you, you going to do? Well, okay. For the last two years, instead of making New Year's resolutions, I picked a word of the year. Ooh. So, do tell. Well, two years ago, I chose the word no. Because I was really struggling with balance and I am a people pleaser and, you know, somebody wants to take me to coffee and pick my brain, I say yes. Somebody wants to interview me for the grad paper that they're doing on adoption, I say yes. Somebody wants me to come speak for free, I say yes. Yeah. So I put the practice in one year of saying no and it was really helpful. And I feel like rather than like a list of resolutions of like things I'm supposed to be doing, I feel like this was more of a character building exercise, you know, like, I mean, the word was no, but really it was a year of me learning boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really good. So it it really, that worked, that worked. It did. And then, um, last year I chose the word enough. Okay. And it's funny because it kind of had two meanings for me. And I'll, I, I did write a post about this, and I'll link this up on selfiepodcast.com, and we can link up both of our old resolution posts, too, <laughs> okay. which people might have fun reading. <laughs> we'll link all that up. But um, I wrote a post about this and how it, in one way, enough meant I am enough. Like, I'm enough by myself. And it was, this was, um, so a year ago, I was going through a divorce. I was... Um, just really feeling alone and feeling a lot of feelings of like, you know, I'm, 
I'm not a full person. I'm not a whole family, you know, all those kinds of feelings. And like, I just kept telling myself like, you're enough. And this family is enough. Like yeah. being a single mom is enough. You're enough parent for them. You know, you're enough of a person without being married. Like your identity is you. But I also, the word also for me was that I had just had enough of toxic people. Yes. And I did cut a number of people out of my life. I'm not a person who does that. I am the person who, I am pen pal extraordinaire. Right. I am still friends with my exes. I keep friends. I don't like to cut losses at all. And I just remained in some very unhealthy friendships. Um, And I just kind of said enough, like enough of that. Um, Enough of me you know, kind of giving my power to unhealthy people. So in both of those cases, the word ended up being a lot more powerful and more life-changing than any kind of list of like work out and be present, you know, thing I could have made. So I guess the next question is, do you have a word for next year? Um, I don't yet, but you know, what's funny is I, I feel like it needs to be something around self-care and that doesn't mm-hmm. feel narrow enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like, you know, I've, I, the last two were kind of getting in order, like getting myself in order. And I feel like this one needs to be a little more self-focused. Oh yeah. No, I yeah. think so. I mean, you've had, you've had a challenging year uh, to, yeah. say the, to say the least. Yes. 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 So no, I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see a little bit, um, you know, I always say exercise and I feel like it's everybody's, but, um, but at the same time, I don't want to, I don't want to set myself up for failure, but just something revolving around my social media usage. I think, you know, if I could really dial in to something, you know, I I almost start laughing talking about this. It's like you reading your resolutions from years ago and you're like, nah, fail. Cause I just, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I kind of, I foresee things just getting worse and more difficult and challenging if a lot of us don't really kind of pull the reins back a little bit. So I think you're totally right. I mean, I have a practice in my house for my children that they're not allowed to take their phones into their bedrooms and they mm-hmm. charge their phones in a charging station in the living room mm-hmm. because I want them to fall asleep to books. And isn't yeah. it gross that I don't follow that rule yeah. for myself? No, I hear And I you. make excuses like, well, I need my alarm clock. Yeah. Like as if they don't make analog alarm clocks still, as if I can't just go and buy like a punch in alarm clock, you know, (laughs) like they're still there at Target. They have them on Amazon Prime. Well, if you get one in two hours, if you get yourself an Alexa dot. (laughs) I know. So I have really been thinking about setting it up. So I I plug my phone into the kids' charging station at night, but I'm so scared. Isn't that I'm so funny? Sarah. I'm scared for you too. And that is so sad that I'm like, ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, what are you going to do with all that phone? Oh my gosh. I'm sure maybe this has happened to you in the past. I uh, cracked my phone screen a couple of months ago. Um, it was mm-hmm. actually like the perfect timing for disaster. I dropped, I was getting into my car with my phone in my left hand into the driver's seat and, and I dropped it as I was shutting the door and literally the door broke it in half, just like bent it in half. And I had, I didn't have a phone 
I think for, I don't know, 36 hours. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. And I, it was like, I, I did not know how to connect with the society. I was like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Oh my God. I mean, I really actually felt panicky. I had yeah. chest pain because I felt so disconnected. Like wh- how's like the school going to get a hold of me or uh, what's going on in the world? Oh my God. What did Donald Trump tweet? You know, I just, I had totally no you know, it was crazy and that should not be, so maybe we, sh- I, okay. My resolution is I'm just going to go live out on a farm in Montana. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I do have a resolution. I, I really want to lose weight. I mean, I, you know, I did go through a divorce last year. I, I am not a person who like, oh, I'm so stressed. I just keep forgetting to eat. I'm the opposite. I'm like, yeah, I'm so stressed. I'm going to eat all my feelings. You eat your feelings. Yeah. And so I always, I mean, my weight is a hundred percent like a marker of my stress level. Yeah. And it is at an all time high right now because this was one of the most stressful years of my life. So I really do have a resolution to lose weight, but I'm not waiting until the new year. I actually started a couple weeks ago and I've just been like really drilling into my diet. I've cut out basically all the white lovely things, the sugar and the flour. Yeah. You know. Yes. Are you doing a whole 30 or not really? Not, not so It's specific. a modified whole a modified. 30, but not quite so specific. I mean, yeah. for me just cutting out, um, I mean, I'm basically, yeah, I pretty, it's pretty much low carb. Yeah. 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 And, um, so, but I, you know, it's like, I could make that a New Year's resolution, but it's like, maybe I could just start now. So I was on my diet on Thanksgiving and in years past, I would have been like, well, I mean, I'll go off it on Thanksgiving or I'll go off right. it for Christmas. Right. But I'm like, you know what? There's nothing about this time of year that like, I shouldn't just get started. No, I, I, yeah, exactly. You, know, you don't need to I hold it to a green starting beans, date. Yeah. Turkey and green beans on Thanksgiving and no dessert. <gasps> oh my gosh. I will never forget like, was it four or five years ago when my doctor, um, put me on essentially kind of a paleo diet and I, I was a big gluten eater. I was a big, like all that stuff. And the first day I started, how stupid was this was Thanksgiving. Uh And so I sat there at this big Thanksgiving dinner with Turkey on my plate. And I Uh think some corn while I was like crying into my water, Mm -hmm. just like, why did I, why did I do that to Mm -hmm. myself? But yeah, you're right. You don't have to start. You don't have to wait for a day. And that's something that's, that I, I do that. I'm like, okay, I got to get everything ready and get the details in place. And then it's, I'm going to go for it on this date. Here we go. And uh-huh. that's just, and that's totally. setting yourself up for failure right there. It's like, just yeah. do it. Just do totally. it. Totally. No, I do that too. And I have, I often will like put aside either getting out, getting into a workout regimen or a diet regimen because I have travel coming up. Right. And I've done that a ton. And I almost did that because I have a trip next week. I'm going to a conference, which is the very, it is the most challenging situation to try to be on a diet because it's a conference center and it's catered, which means I'm going to be offered one thing every meal. Right. And I'm sure it's not going to be low carb. Right. So I am like actively figuring out how to pack in all my food. Yeah. Because if I'm going to take this serious, I've got to like I can't just like every, you know, every time my ship gets rocked a little bit, be like, oh, forget it. You know? Right. So. Right. Yeah. So do you talk to your kids about resolutions at all? Are they aware of resolutions? Do they do resolutions? It's funny. I never, I've never talked to my kids about any of this. And it's, what's interesting too about that is I'm really careful. I never talk to my children about my diet or weight. Yeah. 
So that might be one of the reasons I've been reticent because generally my resolutions are around that. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. They might be at an age where that might be interesting. Just to, I like the idea of goal setting. Yes. I know, think that would be, a, yeah. As a family. Or maybe even a word for them. Yeah. The word too. Yeah. I think I might do that actually. That might be an interesting, even if we set goals as a family, like we're going to, you know, I don't know, eat dinner as a family four nights a week or something like that. Yeah. I just, I just wonder all in all, how many people do resolutions if it's like a half, half situation or I think a lot of people do that. Yeah. Do you eat black eyed peas on New Year's Day. <laughs> I sometimes do. I'm Southern enough that yes. I sometimes do. I'm a yes. freak about do it. Do you? Oh, you of probably course. Do. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I will like be out in the freezing cold weather trying to track down a can of them somewhere if I've forgotten <laughs> for some reason. I'm like, oh, I gotta do it. I tell my kids they, they do not like black eyed peas. I'm like, you have to no. eat as many as you are old. That's it. So, so Southern. That's so funny. <laughs> that is such old school. <laughs> So when I was a teen learning to shave my legs, my mom did not do me any favors by buying me really cheap disposable razors. If you grew up in as a teen in the 90s, you know the ones and they left nicks and cuts all over me when I was trying to shave. So with two girls learning how to shave their legs right now, I am committed to making sure that they have good quality razors. Guys, I was probably well into my 30s before I realized the difference a quality razor makes. Today's sponsor is Athena Club. They have great razor kits that we have been using in our house for a couple months. The razor blades are awesome. They are surrounded by this water-activated serum that has shea butter and hyaluronic acid, so you get a silky smooth shave that actually leaves your skin soft and hydrated as opposed to stripped dry. And their blades are spaced out to let hair and shave cream pass through easily so you don't have to make a ton of passes going over and over the skin to remove the hair. Fewer passes means less irritation to your skin, which cuts down on razor burn and ingrown hairs. The razor kit is only $9 with free shipping and it comes with two blade cartridges, a cute little magnetic hook for your shower storage, and your choice of a handle color. I personally chose the coral, but what I really like about it is they have a ton of different colors, black, white, pastel neon. So if you have a big family like mine, everyone can have the razor in their own color so you don't get them confused. What I also love about Athena Club, you guys know I love automating things. You never have to worry about dull blades because they send refills on your schedule. You just choose how often you want them and they will send them automatically with free shipping. I would also highly recommend their cloud shave foam too. It's insanely thick and stays on while you shave so you don't have to reapply. It leaves your skin feeling very moisturized. It's really, really good. If you want to try a great quality razor that cuts down on the wastefulness of disposable razors, try Athena Club Razor Kit. You can get 20% off your first order at athenaclub.com with the promo code SELFIE. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-C-L-U-B.com with the promo code SELFIE for 20% off. We talked a lot about skincare on the show and specifically tretinoin. If you're not familiar, it's a retinoid, which is an active vitamin A derivative that's used to improve the texture, tone, and appearance of the skin. Today's sponsor, Dear Brightly, has a product called Night Shift, and tretinoin is the active ingredient in Night Shift. This is the only FDA-approved retinoid for treating photoaging, which is premature skin aging due to long-term sun exposure. Tretinoin stimulates collagen production to prevent and treat signs of premature skin aging from years of sun damage, things like fine lines and wrinkles, dark spots, uneven skin tone, and big pores. 
Tretinoin can only be acquired through a prescription, but it's 20 times more potent than the -the over-the-counter retinol products. It's one of the most well-researched ingredients with over 50 years of research behind it for both acne and photoaging. I had a chance to try Night Shift and I'm really liking it. I have the unfortunate experience of having both breakouts and wrinkles at the same time, and it's great for both. I have seen my fine lines decreasing. I've seen my skin tone looking better, and it feels really nice. If you've used an over-the-counter retinol before, you know it's really great, but a dermatology-grade retinoid is even better. Night Shift is their dermatologist-formulated serum that's tailored to your skin by doctors online. Dear Brightly works by you first of all starting by sharing your skin story with them, then a doctor evaluates your skin and your skin history. They then tailor your formula and write a prescription, if applicable, and your tailored serum will be delivered to you in the mail. It's super simple and easy. Head to www.dearbrightly.com and enter the promo code SELFIE to get 15% off your first order, which is their very best offer anywhere. That's S-E-L-F-I-E to get 15% off your first order at dearbrightly.com. Okay, so we're going to talk about Enneagram type three in just a sec, but right now we're going to take a quick break and talk about Zola's wedding registry. It's free, easy to use, and super fun. Uh, You know, I've been married for quite some time, but Zola is reinventing the registry online and the whole planning process to make it the absolute happiest moment in a couple's lives. Yeah, it's a really fun website, Zola.com, Z-O-L-A.com. And um, we're going to tell you about a little gift you can get in a sec um, for our listeners. But Zola has everything that you like about your typical registry at a department store. You can choose the things that you want. But what's fun about Zola is that they also have um, registry for things like a honeymoon, an experience, a wine subscription, a fitness class. So in addition to getting all of the usual goods that you would put on a registry, and they have 500 brands, over 50,000 gifts. Um, You can also register for experiences, cash funds, things like that. Another fun aspect of Zola is that they have a group gifting feature that lets multiple people contribute to some of your big ticket items. For example, let's say that you were wanting really badly to go on a honeymoon, but you knew that one person wasn't going to pay for that. You could have a number of your guests contributing to your honeymoon fund on Zola. Also, you can personalize your registry with photos and notes about why you're coveting the certain gifts that you are. And also, it's a top-rated app for the iPhone, so you can manage everything you need to on the go, which is super nice because it also has like a customizable checklist and a guest list manager. Yes, it is definitely a one-stop shop for engaged couples where you can create your own website, your registry, and deal with everything that you need in one place. So if you're interested in Zola, you can sign up and get a $50 credit back towards your own registry by going to Zola.com backslash selfie. That's Z-O-L-A.com backslash selfie for a $50 credit towards your own registry. Nice. I like it. All right. So you ready to get into some Enneagram? Our Enneagram typing? Our. This is our oh. week. This is our big week. It's our big week. I, I told myself before, I'm like, okay, you know, it's like when it's your own type, you're, it's very common for you to like delve way deep and like maybe go even negative. Like here's all the things that I want to work on. <laughs> so I think I have to start this out with type threes 
in a nutshell, in brief. And I'm reading this directly from the Enneagram Institute's website. Type three in brief. Threes are self-assured, attractive, and charming, ambitious, competent, and energetic. They can also be status conscious and highly driven for advancement. They are diplomatic and poised, but can also be overly concerned with their image and what others think of them. They typically have problems with workaholism and competitiveness. At their best, though, type threes are self-accepting, authentic, everything they seem to be, role models who inspire others. Threes are... They are your get it done gal. Um, threes like achievement and productivity. They can be driven by their um, to-do lists. I have often had people describe me as, you know, a high capacity person, someone who yes. gets a lot of things done, someone who has a lot of plates in the fire, a lot of goals, a lot of, you know, who, who I am the person, and this is very common of threes, who, you know, you get with a, fr- a group of friends and everybody throws an idea out. We should go see Britney Spears in Vegas. Like I will have everyone an itinerary. Right. <laughs> that is the truth. In three days, you know, right. and I will organize and I'll probably make a Google spreadsheet and I will like, I will get it done. We are implementers. We are not perfectionists no. necessarily, but we will, we will drive it home. We will, we will drive it home. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And in general, the key motivations for type threes are wanting to be affirmed. They really, we really want to distinguish ourselves from others. We like attention. Um, we like to be admired. And mm-hmm. it's, it's not so much from... Um, from like a vanity standpoint, it can be. And especially if you're an unhealthy three, you can go that way. But one of the beliefs that we have as threes is that, you know, love and recognition is only for winners. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's Mm -hmm. a really hard belief to live by. (laughs) It is. It is. Um, We habitually focus our attention on tasks and roles and our image because approval tells us that we are deserving of love and recognition. And so it's kind of this crazy cycle you can get yourself into of constantly trying to do, 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 and not only do, but do well and look good doing it in order to get that affirmation to make us feel like we're good enough, right? Absolutely. And I can think of an example of this even in my own life, even, you know, in my youth, because I, I... I can absolutely look back on my childhood and see how these motivations were present for me from a very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, being approved of, being successful, being good at things, all of that has always been very important to me. And it's, I mean, it's cringy to say that out loud. Oh, I know. It's just, yeah. It's true. And I will say that for threes, it's important to note that it doesn't always mean um, professional success. Um, for some people, it might be academic success. And for some, it might be social success. Yes. And I have hit on all of those. So I remember my first day of high school. I, for whatever reason, being popular was very important to me um, at, that, at that age and stage. And I think that there are some things from my childhood that sort of geared me towards that. But I, I wanted to be in the popular crowd. And I remember walking onto campus as a little freshman and kind of, you know, staking out where everyone's standing and who's who's who, right? Yeah. And kind of identifying this one crowd that I felt like that's who I want to be friends with. I want to stand right there with those people. 
Mm-hmm. And that became my goal. Like mm-hmm. in my head, I want to stand in that area with those people. And I worked my little butt off to get there. Yeah. And yeah. I figured out who I needed to be friends with and who I needed. And that's so cringy to admit, but that's what a social three can look like. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I am, I'm definitely, as I've gotten older, more of a, a professional three where it's a little bit more about achievement in, you know, yes, in my work. But I can also remember in high school, um, in addition to, you know, wanting that kind of popularity, um, we had a thing at my high school called Seniors of Distinction, and they chose eight seniors. And if you got chosen as a senior of distinction, you got a full page in the yearbook and you got a picture in the in the um, in the administrative office. Like they had a whole wall of seniors of distinction from years past. Yeah. Now for a three that is like candy. Yes. Like I, I mean, literally freshman year, I have to be a senior of distinction. If I am not a senior of distinction, I am a failure. Mm -hmm. And I worked again, my little butt off. I joined every single club. (laughs) I ingratiated myself to the administration. I was kind. I was affable to all the teachers. I made great grades. I worked so hard that I, you know, as a junior and senior in high school, I carried around a leather bound schedule. Mm-hmm. I was in so many clubs it was absurd. Mm-hmm. And I and I remember when they announced them I was like sweating. And yeah. I really my self-worth was wrapped up in whether or not I got that page in the yearbook. And I did. Yes. But, you know, I look back on that and I think I I actually I mean I could actually cry because I think it's so sad that I derived so much meaning from that in my high school experience. You know, it's really interesting. That's one part of the three that we differ in. I've never been a social three. Um, I've actually pretty much shied away against the quote unquote popular crowd since I was young. That was never an issue. That was never something I wanted, but I am extremely achievement based and have been since a small child. I want, I want to win. I want to prove that I'm really, really good. In fact, when I was younger, I remember being in fifth grade, we had this little, this little school newspaper that came out, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was like the end of the year, the special one where they do all of the votes for each grade superlatives Superlatives. and there, there were eight categories and it, you know, like best looking, best dressed, nicest, most studious, whatever. Yes. And, um, my mom has kept this not because she's proud of it because everyone likes to make fun of me, but I, like you, you know, worked really hard and tried my best to be seen as this person that people admire. And um, I won seven out of the eight categories. The only... (laughs) The only category I didn't win, which is hilarious, was most athletic. And, and (laughs) And what do you think me as a three did when I got home that night? I did not... Joined a sports club? Well, pretty much. I think I had like a gym membership the next day. But I was devastated. I could not even think for a second that, oh, wow, look at all these things that I I was awarded. I was devastated that I wasn't athletic enough. That people, you know, you know, it's just like so messed up. And you just, it's one of those things as a kid... I can look back and this is through lots of work with my therapist over the, you know, past decade or so. 
of, um, yeah, I just learned very early on when I, I did well, I received affirmation for doing well and just something clicked in my brain and it was like, okay, I've got to continue doing this because this is how people are going to admire me because yes. I do well, not because yes. I am a good person. I mean, that's right. what I'm, you know, which is just erroneous thinking. It is. It's and so funny erroneous. Because twos and threes, we talked about twos, um, two episodes ago, but, but twos and threes both desperately want to be loved. Yes. But we go about it in really different ways and twos do it by trying to take care of other people, but threes do it by, like you said, it's erroneous. We think that, that recognition or success equals love. And it's, I mean, in, in many ways, it's kind of like we're going about the wrong thing because a lot of times then you become a workaholic. Oh, know? yeah. It's like he who runs fastest runs alone mm-hmm. and threes run alone a lot. Oh, yeah. And all, what's also interesting, too, is that we do run alone a lot, but also we have the ability, we're almost like little chameleons. Yes. And that we are very adaptive to whatever environment we're in. So very true. I can act very differently depending on what group of people I'm with. Um, whereas a lot of people just can't do that. Probably because it's probably a good thing, you know, but we're very um, adaptive in that way. We just, we kind of know exactly what to do and what to say to keep that that image up, you know. And with, we do it. I don't think it's natural. I think it's something that we adapt. It's yes. It's a skill we learn because we're so driven. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, and so I, we want to be liked in every situation. Yeah. But it, ultimately though, everything that we're talking about that threes do is in service of connecting to others. So it's, it really isn't, although, like I said, threes can become vain. It really, the reason we're doing all this is because we want to make connection. We want to be loved. It's just that threes sometimes have no idea how to do that without doing, doing, doing all the time. Yeah. And we think we're going to be loved. I mean, do you think being a three influenced you going into blogging? Oh, absolutely. And yeah. I also think that it's, I mean, I've, my unhealthiest levels of being a three in my life have been periods of blogging. There have yeah. been periods, and I'm sure you can agree, this was absolutely. many, many years ago where I really lost myself there. I was yeah. all about what I thought people wanted to see. And I completely disassociated with my authentic self. I was two people. I was Whirl. And then I was Sarah who had all these messy emotional feelings inside, but Mm -hmm. I could never let that show. And that is a, that, that led me into my only and a pretty dark depression that lasted for quite some time. That was a really scary time and place for me. Mm -hmm. And it was all... It was all because of that, because I just lost yeah. myself because I just didn't think that this messy girl was worth anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's taken a lot of time and a lot of therapy <laughs> to get to a place where, you know, I have my, I'm, at a, I'm at like a happy, healthy medium now. I'm just kind yeah. of like I am who I am and I'm okay with it. Of course, I always will have those three tendencies. Yes. But... 
Well, and I think a lot of us went into blogging as threes because when we when we became moms, we no longer had that external marker of validation. Yes. And mommy blogging was a way to get an external validation for being a mother. Yes. Because that is I was so true. always searching for external validation. I can see it, that thread through my life. You know, I go to college, I wanted to graduate summa cum laude. I did. I, you know, went into my profession. I wanted to publish a paper in my 20s. I did. Like, there was always a thing I was working for that could show other people that I was worthwhile, right? Yes. And then you become a mom and you're just sitting in your house and like, nobody's going to give you an award for diaper changing. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden I felt really empty. Like, I don't know how to get my my hit, my validation hit anymore. Yes. And I definitely, I mean, it, it is so cringy to say all this. None of this is oh, I know. I know. It, I, I am definitely, I may have a vulnerability hangover after this conversation. I think I am. But I really do think I went into blogging because I wanted some validation for being a mom. Mm-hmm. And so oh, I yeah. needed to do it publicly. It's so gross, but it's so no, true. No, I know. And that's the thing. And we've this has been kind of a common theme through talking about all of the types and even in the introduction podcast that we did. But it's just, you. it is cringy. They say that you know your number when you read the description and you're like, oh, I do not want to be that person. And um, it is. It's cringy. Talking about all of this, there's nothing about this conversation that I'm like, hoo look at me, I'm a three. It's just like, ugh, you know? Um, threes yeah. are interesting. Our, our outer and inner worlds are very different. And I feel like trying to be a healthy three is kind of tr- merging those two things together, finding a way to merge the like, quote unquote, real you with the, the image of you. Well, I feel like we are doing the thing we were afraid of where we have talked about a lot of the negatives. What are some ways that you can look at your life, even in the trajectory of things and see where being a three has served you well? Oh, I mean, I just, I think in general, I, I am a successful person. I, I, I set my mind to a goal and I meet it. And I think that well, through having an online persona, say, or just my blog and having an online voice, um, I think that I have the ability, I'm efficient and I get things done and I'm an information addict by nature. So I, a lot of people look up to me for advice on a lot of different subjects and that makes me feel good. It's a win-win, you know, because I feel I love helping others, but it also makes me feel approved of, you know, it makes me, it gives me that approval that I seek. So, I mean, I think any, I think any great achievement I've made in my life, whether it be in uh, blogging or when I was a pharmaceutical rep for a decade before that, or in school or in college has really been a product of being a three. Yeah, I I would agree. And I think that, um, you know, being a three has allowed me to not just be a writer. I mean, I think I'm a writer at heart, but it has allowed me to figure out the ways that I could take writing and make it into a job. Yes. You know, I think that we both know many people who are better writers than ourselves um, but maybe who have, you know, maybe they're fives or they're sixes and they haven't been able to get their writing out into the public where, right. I mean, I will say as threes, both you and I, you know, in our thirties created an entirely new career for ourselves that yes. paid the bills. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
we figured out how to hustle. We figured out how to do it. Um, and, and we both did, you know, figure out a career that we could do from our homes around our kids' schedules. And I feel super, I feel super blessed by that. I'll say. Yeah, I do too. I just, I, you know, I always am looking over all sorts of information about the threes, but one thing that stands out about, um, when threes are at their healthiest, I just love this sentence. It just says healthy threes embody the best in a culture and others are able to see their hopes and dreams mirrored in them. And that is something that I, 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 I think stands, it rings true for me. You know, there's just a lot of people I've met over the past decade or something and being kind of in some sort of a public light that, you know, want to do better or be better, um, yeah. by seeing me do better yes. and be better. So and that feels great. So yeah, I mean, it's, Absolutely. it's all, it's not all doom and gloom by any means, but no, you know, any, I'll, any types like this ups and downs. Yes. And I'll say another, I think another plus about being a three, um, is that we are implementers. And so I, I can look back on many situations in my life that have happened because I said, you guys were really, we're really doing this, you know, yeah. whether it be like, like, okay, family, we're like going to go on a safari in Africa or, yeah. okay, neighbors, we're going to like have a yearly potluck or, you know, okay, we're going to actually start beer and hymns. Like we're going to do this. Like, I definitely think that it has, it has been for me the difference between something that sounds like a fun idea and actually pulling it off. I totally agree. You get it done. You hit it out you of the get park. It done. Yeah. There's pluses and minuses to that though, because I, I do think that that's a value add I bring to friendships. And I do think that I have friends who appreciate me for it. Um, but I also know that I've been used as yeah. the implementer, like yeah. in relationships, in friendships that it's like, um, and, and you know, when I talked in our, um, conversation about resolutions, I mean, some of the people I had to let go were those people who really just wanted me around to be the, you know, the secretary. Yeah. The social secretary, right. The social secretary, <laughs> the administrator, well, like Kristen will do it. Get Kristen right. to make the reservation, get Kristen to figure out this vacation, get Kristen to, you know, right. and I've had to kind of pull back from some situations where I really, really felt used. No, I completely agree. I have felt that way before too. And you know, it's funny that we didn't really, we, uh, when we came up with these two subjects, it wasn't like we wanted to put them together. But now that I'm sitting here listening to you, I'm thinking, I think my resolution should be something involving being a three and, you know, yeah, becoming a healthier three. I've just, uh-huh. all of these podcasts we've done and that we're going to continue doing on the Enneagram have like really gotten me deep into this. I'm really enjoying it. And I feel like it will be something that's kind of an Enneagram based resolution on just being the healthiest three that I can be. Because Threes can do great things in the world, you know? So that's pretty cool. You know, and I will say this too, you know, being women threes is its own thing because I think our culture doesn't really value women being ambitious. Mm -hmm. And I even, I mean, even in this conversation, the cringy parts of, of the, you know, admissions here comes around like, you know, being ambitious and going for what you want. And like, it's, it's hard as a woman, because I feel like we're supposed to be like, if we become successful, especially in blogging, it's supposed to be like, ah, shucks. I don't even know how that happened. Right. I didn't even have a plan. (laughs) 
Right. Like, I don't even know. I just fell into it. But in reality, like my blog was a business and I 100% had goals. Yes, of course. That I went after. And I attribute some of my success to all shucks, but a lot of it to just me being super driven. Absolutely. Absolutely. I cannot agree more. So, oh gosh, it's just, there's so much to say about these numbers. <laughs> I know so much. <laughs> well, let's see what we, we've got next week. Next week, we're going to be talking about fours. Mm -hmm. We have a really interesting interview with um, Holly Rankin-Zier. So she's going to talk about being a four. Awesome. And then also we have, uh, we'll be talking a little bit about our favorite cold weather products, things that we use the most during the winter time since we are rapidly approaching the coldest part of the year. Although you have no idea what we're talking about, Kristen. Why don't you go walk by the beach right now? I'm so cold <laughs> out here in Southern California. You know what? I'm wearing socks today, so it's like Oh my crazy gosh, here. please. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us. Continue the selfie conversation with us on Instagram at, at selfie podcast and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash selfie podcast. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so that you can catch up with us next week. A huge thanks to Shepherd Audio for our intro music. Take care. Take care.